Good morning, everybody, or whatever time of day it is that you choose to listen to this podcast episode. I hope you're all doing fantastic. If you hear some random growling happening, it's because obviously I'm recording this from home and my super cute puppy has his stuffed squeaky pizza and he really wants to play with me right now. So I apologize for the background noise. Hopefully it'll bring a smile to your face. Here, come say hi, Chewy. No? Okay. So since we're all in this together as far as this COVID social distancing, self-isolating, quarantining, whatever you want to call it, uh, it's it's been hard not to talk about it on the podcast because that's kind of life right now, right? So I have done the Small Biz Give Back series just to help some of the small businesses, local business owners um, get the word out about their businesses because, I mean, I have a question I'd love to hear back from you. Are you spending more? Are you saving more money because you're not going out to stores? Are you spending more money online because you have nothing better to do than to therapy shop from home? I'm curious. So yeah, let me know. Um, Send me a line. Also, please review this podcast. I've had one lovely uh, review and I have no idea who wrote it. So huge thanks to whoever wrote the review on my podcast. I'd um, appreciate it if anybody else did too. Chewy, it's not playtime. I'm just going to ignore him now. He has this tendency to shake his toy furiously and then he lets go mid-shake and then it literally goes flying across the room and he just did that to himself and now he's like, oh, wait a minute, where did it go? So he's quite good at entertaining himself on his own. That's why we haven't uh, gotten another puppy, which we have considered, but he is very good at playing with himself and forcing our feet to play with him in the mornings while we're getting ready. He thinks our feet are our hands. It's really funny. Anyway. So anyway, because we're all in this uh, COVID crisis together, um, something that actually our premier of our province, Alberta, said in their daily teleconference updates on COVID-19, something that he said uh, actually kind of inspired this podcast episode. And he had mentioned that he is putting a ton of money into a mental health initiative because they've done surveys and they i don't want to botch the statistics guys so this might be completely wrong but it was something like over 70 percent of the people that were surveyed are experiencing some sort of mental health uh, crisis or concern right now and out of those over 70 78 i think it was i could be wrong don't quote me at least 30 or more are experiencing feelings of hopelessness right now or sadness because of the coronavirus. Now, it doesn't have to be feeling that way all the time, but over 30% did admit to feeling hopeless and that tugged at my heartstrings. I've felt a little bit hopeless over these uh, a couple of days, you know, when it's the wrong time of the month and you're just feeling down anyways. It's, It's easy to have negative feelings right now our brains are naturally wired to feel negative thoughts that's why we have to push against those feelings but 
Um, in this time of crisis, it's unprecedented, it's different, it's uncertainty, it's the unknown. None of us really know when we're going to come out of this social distancing. None of us really know what life is going to look like on the other side of this once we get through it, because we will get through it. But there's a lot of fear in uncertainty. And some of us want to live in that fear and um, concentrate a little bit more on ourselves, and that is okay. And some of us want to face everything and rise. That's the acronym for fear. That's my motto. Um, but I don't always do that, guys. Um, everything in moderation, right? So some of us want to push past these feelings of anxiety or whatever it is that we're feeling and um, be a better person and try to see how you can come out the other side of this a better person or an improved version of yourselves. So... I'm grateful that I started this podcast before all of this happened because it gives me an outlet to um, try to improve upon myself by spreading the word to people that are hopefully listening out there and hopefully these words can touch somebody else. So that was my long um, introduction to what I'm going to be talking about today. So because of all of the um, things that we're dealing with with our own mental health these days, I'm going to talk a little bit about... 10 tips um, to prevent our isolation insanities or um, saying it in a more sensitive way, um, our feelings of isolation during isolation because we definitely don't have to feel isolated. We definitely don't have to feel alone. So I'm going to give you some self-care tips um, and I'm actually not coming up with these from my own head. They are off of a document called the School of Mental Health from Ontario. So this is a document that was sent out probably to a few teachers and administrators uh, that are currently educating our children right now. So they're really good tips. Uh, I'll add my own little tidbits as we go, but here we go. So the first tip is to eat. We all need to refuel, but sometimes when we're stressed, our habits can change. We might eat junk food or we might feel like we don't want to eat at all. It's important to focus on eating foods that will provide you with the nutrients that you need. Now, the tip here is to have a healthy snack nearby so you can refuel and avoid getting hangry. Now, I am definitely um, somebody that growing up, I used to always get hangry. Um, I still do, but I'm really good at the place that I always sit. I will keep my little bags of snacks and we actually bought me a dehydrator because I tend to snack on apple chips all of the time. I love chips. Sorry, I don't love chips, but I do love apple chips. I love fruit. Um, so now that I have a dehydrator, I'll actually dehydrate pears and mangoes. Um, so those are some of my favorite things to snack on. I also have a little container of salted almonds because I do have the postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, so I need to up my salt intake. Um, so there are salted nuts beside me as well for a little bit of protein. And I even have a little treat, which is some dark chocolate covered quinoa bites that I've gotten at Bulk Barn in the past. So on my little tiny bedside table because my husband is a minimalist we like little tiny things not big oversized furniture i have all of this stuff packed on top of my bedside table and his is like bare there's nothing on it except for his lamp and his like watch charger and his phone charger that's it mine is just like packed to the max of like my bullet journal and my books and all of 
that stuff and then I have a cutesy little table beside it that holds on to my podcasting equipment and things like that as well so anyways good times with eating so my number two tip is sleep get a healthy number of hours each night it helps you to better deal with the stress of everyday life and the tip here is while you're at home try to set up a sleep routine that you can stick to plan to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day um there are other things that you can do i'm bad at waking up the same time every day and i'm gonna blame that on my chronic illnesses some days i wake up feeling great some days i wake up feeling like a bus hit me some days i wake up with a migraine so I listen to my body. I'm very self-aware of my own uh, symptoms and how I'm feeling. And some days I do allow myself to oversleep or sleep a little bit more because that is what my body needed, especially if I had a busy day the night before. Chewie's back with his ball. Aren't you? Yes, you are. Here, go get it. Go away. So yeah, that's sleep. Um, Get enough sleep. Uh, Depending on our ages, we all need a different number of sleep. And depending on our bodies, we all need a different number of sleep. I know some people, this is rare, but I do know some people that function great on four hours of sleep. That's it, which is crazy to me because I need at least nine. Um, And maybe that's more on the larger end of the spectrum, but that's sleep. So number three is hydrate. Increase your water intake and decrease your caffeine intake. Caffeine has been shown to create a stress reaction in your body that might actually cause you to feel nervous, irritable, and restless. And at this time in our lives, we don't really need um, added caffeine unless we have other health issues going on that are underlying. But a tip for that is drink a glass of water uh, right before bed, but not too much, rather than a caffeinated drink. That's kind of a common sense thing for me. Um, I actually am quite sensitive to caffeine. I try to avoid it, but when I do have it for a treat, I really love vanilla Coke. So when I do have it, I have a cutoff of 3 p.m. I don't allow myself to have any caffeinated drinks anytime after 3 p.m. because I actually will have a hard time falling asleep. Um, So that's me. And another tip I have personally is I like to drink a huge glass of water, even better lemon water with a little bit of lemon in it first thing in the morning just to kind of rehydrate all of your internal organs and um, kind of reset yourself for the day. And the lemon adds a nice little bit of a detox for your body. So yeah, I'm a huge, uh, huge advocate of hydrating. I actually do um, added electrolytes through those Noom tablets because of some of my other health conditions. Um, It helps to stabilize my heart rate and blood pressure and things. But uh, for the average person, a water with a little bit of lemon is fantastic. Unless you're sick, then add some electrolytes. So tip number four is move. Being physically active has many positive effects on your health. It increases your energy, enhances your immune system, reduces insomnia, stimulates brain growth, and it has been shown to decrease feelings of sadness. Um, That's those endorphins kicking in, guys. Um, Moving is good. Even if you're literally just standing up and doing a couple of jumping jacks, it has been proven that it will change your state of mind. When my kids are feeling down, I'm sure I've mentioned this on a podcast episode before, but I'll often say, just go run up and down the stairs a couple of times. And it is really is amazing. They don't know why they're doing it when they're grumpy and uh, having a hard time. But once they get down, they're able to kind of put a smile on their face. So they don't even realize that ah, they just changed their mental state of mind without even realizing it. So the tip for moving is that it doesn't really have to take much time. You can get these benefits of being physically active from just 30 minutes, whether it's a walk or if we're stuck inside like we are. There's lots of YouTube videos on uh, yoga routines. There's 
at-home workouts. I know a lot of personal trainers or uh, aerobics instructors or yoga instructors are putting on Zoom events right now where you can tune in for free or maybe pay a nominal amount of money. And there's just so many things out there. I know in my family, uh, my husband is a big fan of the DDP yoga, which is kind of yoga for guys. It's made by uh, Diamond Dallas Page, and he uh, used to be a wrestler. He broke his back and he kind of uh, recuperated and healed himself through his special technique, which is basically a lot of isometrics, getting your heart rate at the ideal level for... Um, cardio and uh, doing these yoga moves, um, adding in these isometric strengthening exercises. So there's stuff out there for everybody. Man, woman, small, big, strong, weak, all of us alike, there's lots of things we can do. So what are we on to now? Tip number five is enjoy. Take time to discover things you enjoy. Do things that make you feel good as often as you can. It may not be what others find fun and that's okay, we're all different. I'd love to hear from you guys. What are some things that you enjoy? I've seen people getting out there with their kids and drawing on the sidewalks with sidewalk chalk, whether it's making them a super fun uh, scavenger hunt or maze or hopscotch just to keep them active. Or maybe it's drawing some fun artistic things or maybe it's some positive motivational and inspiring quotes that they're leaving for their neighbors. Uh, I thought that was a really fun idea. Some people love to curl up with a book and read. Other people like to watch TV. Some of us like to journal. Some of us like to yatter away into a microphone and call it a podcast. Some of us enjoy spending time with our pets or knitting or cross stitching or whatever it may be. Find something that you like. It could be anything. Maybe this is a good time to try something new. Bust out your craft bin or your craft supplies. Um, the world is your oyster. We are all stuck at home and there are so many things out there. Maybe now's a good time to install the Duolingo app on your phone and start learning that new language that you've always wanted to learn. Learn some sign language. There are so many online courses where we can learn things. There's even things you can learn um, free of charge, just uh, look out there. There's just so much to do. So my tip number six is probably one of the most important ones. It's connect. So strong emotional and social connections are one of the most powerful influences on our mood and mental health. Spending time with friends and family helps to decrease our levels of happiness. And our tip here is to get involved in something bigger than yourself or do something nice for others. It can really give us a sense of a mental health boost. If you can't see the people you care about every day, which is totally right now, send them a text or make a phone call. It will make their day and it will make you feel so much better. Um, I know that I have utilized Zoom. Uh, Z-O-O-M quite a bit during this COVID isolation. Um, a couple of my friends and I, we have kind of created like an after the week work uh, equivalent of like a cocktail hour around five o'clock or seven o'clock or whatever time it is at the end of the week. We'll all get on a Zoom call. Some of them will have their glasses of wine or whatever. I usually have my big ice water, or my electrolyte drink right beside me. And we all just have a drink together and we visit and we chit chat and we catch up about our weeks and what's bothering us and what's gone well. It's really great, guys. I also meet with a goals group once a month. Um, 
just to keep me accountable for my monthly goals that I set for myself. We all set ourselves goals and we get together now on Zoom every month and we discuss what went well, what didn't go well, what our goals are going forward. Um, I've also started another group. If anybody's interested, please reach out to me privately. Um, it's called the um, uh, Social Group for Silent Sufferers. Anybody that suffers from anything that's invisible, whether it's mental health or chronic illnesses like myself, um, join this private Facebook group. It's confidential and it's a way we can vent to one another. Uh, we can lend support and lift one another up and we actually do get together now on Zoom. It used to be in person, but we get together on Zoom monthly and we discuss what went well, what didn't go well and our goals going forward and anything that's going on with our own health that we want to share with the group. There really is so much magic and strength and connection. That's why I started this podcast. I find joy in connecting with other people and I know that I'm not alone in that. Okay, my next tip is to recognize. Be mindful of your thoughts and feelings. Be positive and negative as a part of your self-care. Allow yourself to feel those. Find a healthy outlet to process your emotions and positive self-talk, although always important, is super important during stressful times like this. This is one of the reasons that I really appreciate my journal. I usually will bullet journal, which means I make a pretty page, uh, I, I add some art in there, I draw some stuff if I want, I add some pretty colors with some pretty pens and still things like that. And um, sometimes I don't use my pretty pages to track my daily goals or my monthly goals. Sometimes I'll use those pretty pages just to uh, write out my thoughts um, kind of in an unconventional way or share what's been gone on with my day. Um, and it's really a therapy to me. That's how I recognize and that's how I'm mindful. I also utilize the app called Calm, C-A-L-M. As educators, my husband and I were able to get that app for free. I think it was this year or last year, whatever it was, it was an initiative where they allowed all educators to have access to this Calm app. And what it is, it's a guided mind mindful meditation. And the woman's voice is just so calming and serene and it's wonderful. Um, and there are so many different kinds of meditations that she guides you through, whether you're wanting to lose weight or quit smoking or just um, get in touch with your emotions or get past feelings of guilt or anxiety or whatever it is. There's even some that help you fall asleep. Um, there are some wonderful tips and wonderful guided meditations out there, not just on that app, they're everywhere, guys. They're on um, YouTube, they're, they're everywhere. There's probably lots of podcasts that you can listen to that have some mindful meditation tips or even some other guided meditations. Uh, so a tip in recognizing these feelings is uh, when thinking, ask yourself, is it something helpful or true? If not, challenge yourself to find a positive or true alternative. Remember to speak kindly to yourself. Everyone has good and bad days, so don't be too hard on yourself. My next tip is to pause. Make sure to take time for yourself during the day to listen to music, take a few deep breaths, meditate, write in a gratitude journal. A tip here is that there are lots of different apps and sites out there for breathing exercises. Um, I know I have an Apple Watch and my Apple Watch, I've turned on the app on it to remind me to do some deep breathing a couple of times a day. So my watch will do a little vibrate and I'll look at it and it will say um, it's time to breathe and I'll push start 
and it will take me through one full minute of breathing deeply. Um, it's really neat and you don't need a watch to remind you. I do. Maybe you put a reminder on your phone or in your calendar um, or you can pair it with something. I know Gretchen Rubin often will talk about when we're starting a new habit. It can be helpful to pair it with something that you already do every day. For instance, let's say you're really good at brushing your teeth every night before bed. Obviously, I've been doing that since I was born <laughs> or since I was old enough to brush my own teeth. Um, so I do that every day without having to think about it. That's just a habit that's very ingrained into me. So I don't do this, but this is just a good example. Um, every day when I brush my teeth, I could also remind myself, maybe put a post-it note beside my toothbrush, deep breathing or meditation. And I could pair every time I brush my teeth, that could click in my mind. Oh yeah, I also need to do this right after. So I could pair brush my teeth and deep breathe or brush my teeth and meditate, or brush my teeth and say my prayers, or brush my teeth and do my journal. Whatever it is, I could pair those two actions of something I always do with something that I want to start to do. So my next tip is to reflect. Lots of R's. Recognize, reflect. The last one as an R as well. So reflect. Take time to think about what's important to you. It can be easy to get caught up in the negative messages. Like I said before, our brain automatically will go to the negative. Um, instead, look for kindness and positivity. This can come in different forms, like people doing good things for others um, on, or positive posts on social media. I know I have done a post or an episode on this podcast about social media use, and that is how I choose to use my social media. I'll usually um, update some family and friends about my health a little bit. Um, maybe I share too much information, but that's my way to connect and be vulnerable. There is strength in vulnerability. But the most important and the main reason that I use social media is to share good and inspiring or uplifting positive posts with people. So the tip here is to practice gratitude on a regular basis. It can improve our sense of well-being and happiness. Journal about gratitude every night, every day. Write down three good things about your day. They don't have to be major. They could be a great lunch or talking to a friend, finishing a task or looking at the sunshine. I know in my bullet journal, it can be hard to journal every day for some people, but what I do is I set up one fancy page in my journal and I call it gratitude at a glance and I have one page per month. That's it, one page. And every day I'll write down three to five, sometimes more, things that I'm grateful for that day specifically. So yeah, I could write out the generic things. Yes, I'm grateful for my husband and my children and my puppy and my extended family. I could write those every day, but I want specifics. I want you to truly wire your brain to say, what is it about my husband that I'm grateful for today? What is it about my extended family? Maybe I got a phone call from one of them. Maybe my husband made me dinner and it was really awesome. Maybe one of my children went out of their way to give me a hug or say something kind. Um, I want specifics with that gratitude journal. And like I said, if, if journaling daily is tricky, pair it with brushing your teeth and literally take 30 seconds to write out or think about mindfully and recognize and pause and reflect. Think about what it is you're grateful for that day and I promise you, you will notice the difference in your mood. So my last tip is another R, repeat. 
Did you know that while trying to do a new skill or habit, it takes about 21 days in a row consecutively, and that will increase the likelihood of you maintaining this new practice. So pair something with brushing your teeth for 21 days. You've got the time right now. Start something new. The tip here is to try having your partner holding you accountable for the first few weeks. The strategy of holding you accountable has been shown to increase your success rate and maintain your new practice. This is why I meet with a goals group every single month. We hold one another accountable. We have found that it's more effective for us to have an accountability group or an accountability partner that is somebody separate from the person that you live with. Now these days, it might be easier for you to choose somebody that you live with, but I would encourage you to take it one step further. Find an accountability partner. Make me your accountability partner and tell me what you've been doing well this month. And it's amazing for us obligers out there. I haven't talked about those four tendencies yet. Maybe that will be um, one of my next podcasts is talking about the four tendencies or personality tendencies or traits that we have. Um, But I tend to be an obliger, which means I am really good at holding the expectations of others, but not so much if, if it's just a personal expectation for myself, unless I have an accountability partner that I can then say, this is what I'm going to do for the month and I'm going to report back to you and I'm going to let you know the obliger in me or the people pleaser in me wants to please that person and tell them perfect results. So I'm more likely to accomplish that new task or new thing that I have said or the new goal that I have set for myself. I'm more likely to succeed in that if I have an accountability partner. So I really hope that some of these tips help you guys through life in general and especially through this time. Self-care is so important for our wellness. So take the time to discover what helps for you, um, what makes you feel good, what helps you to recharge. And self-care is like saving up for a rainy day. It's about nurturing yourself so that when difficult situations like this happen, you will have the energy and strategies to help you get through it. It can feel hard to practice all of the self-care tips that we know are important, so just pick a few to focus on. I know I've given you a lot. I've given you 10. Pick one. Pick two. Pick whichever ones work for you. Write them down. Take notes and congratulate yourself on what you're able to accomplish and continue to set goals for yourself. Set a monthly goal. Make it tiny. Set a weekly goal. Make it realistic. Make it attainable. There are so many little things out there. My Instagram handle for this podcast is be a little bit better. We can always be bettering ourselves. Our bodies and our minds have been created by a father in heaven who wants us to be learning continually. We have been made to continue to improve and strive for um perfection. I mean, obviously you don't have to be a perfectionist, but we are all striving in some way to better ourselves. So I truly do hope that some of these tips and tricks will help you. Um, I hope you continue to have a wonderful day. Maybe your goal for the day is to um, enjoy the sunshine or deep breathe for one minute and just notice your breath and your heart rate and be mindful and present in the moment and just Feel gratitude for something going on in your life. Uh, We are so grateful to have the healthcare system that we have, to have such great uh, leaders that are leading us 
to social distance and keep this coronavirus at bay so that we can all make it through this pandemic. It may take some time, it may feel uncomfortable, but we will make it out. Let's all take the initiative to make sure we make it out of this a better person than the person we were when this all began in the middle of March. Uh, Go and have a Zoom call with your friends, phone up a friend that you haven't talked to in a while, check in on other people, make somebody a card, drop it at their doorstep, become something bigger than yourself and I promise you, you will notice changes. I wish you all the best and until next time, see you later.